Hey, this is Pastor Matt McClure here from Takeover Church, and thank you so much for checking out today's message. We hope it encourages you. We pray it blesses you. We pray it challenges you. And if you don't know, we have service every single Sunday at 10.30 a.m., and we would love for you and yours, your family and your friends to come on out, experience church, be a part of all that God is doing through Takeover Church. But hey, we hope this blesses you. Have a great rest of your day. Awesome. Well, hey, good morning, Takeover Church. How are you doing? We hope that you are doing so, so well. And hey, right off the bat, I just want to say a big ups and huge thank you to our incredible worship team, Takeover Worship. Y'all bringing the heat every single Sunday from the living room. Y'all are the best. And a big shout out to our amazing co-lead pastor and my beautiful wife, Adrienne, for such a powerful and incredible time in prayer and that offer message. Come on, I'm about to get saved off the back of offering all over again. And we just want to again, again say a huge thank you to all of you who are faithfully giving, faithfully supporting Takeover, uh, Takeover Church and the ministries here. And the fact that we're able to give tangible, amazing, both money and food to people in this season who are in need. That's huge. That's on you guys. Thank you so much for faithfully giving. We just want to ask you right now where you are. Can you just show some honor where honor is due and make some noise for them? Y'all are so good and we appreciate it. You make the dream happen. You get the gospel out and people's lives are changed. But this morning, coming off the back of Easter Sunday, how good was Easter? It wasn't as good as it could have been because we weren't together. That's the only other thing would have made it great. But man, it was still fantastic. And so this morning, we are kicking off a new message series that we have called Nothing Was the Same. Nothing was the same. And the reason we chose that and the reason that we're doing that is because we understand that right now, we can emphatically declare from this moment in time going forward that nothing will be the same. You see, this thing called COVID-19, this thing called the coronavirus, this world pandemic that we find ourselves in, yeah, it's flattening. Yeah, it's plateauing. Yeah, it's going down. Yeah, we're seeing the world overcome this thing, and it's incredible, and praise God for that. But the truth of the matter is, is COVID-19, it has run roughshod through our entire world. And on the other side of this pandemic, the world will not be the same. But the other thing that will not be the same, because we are equally on the other side of this, is that we are on the other side coming off the back of Resurrection Sunday. And you see, 2,000 plus years ago when Jesus went to the cross, the cross of Jesus, the empty tomb of Jesus, the sacrifice of Jesus, it ran roughshod, not just on the world and not just on the future. It ran roughshod all over eternity. Somebody makes some noise for the king of kings and the lord of lords and the reason that's good news and the reason that jesus christ and sacrifice on the cross the reason it triumphs over covid19 is that covid19 what it's done and how it's taken place it only affects this day going forward but see the cross of jesus it's eternal what he did on the cross it, it affects all of eternity and eternity means no, 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 not just every moment going forward, not just the afterlife. Eternal is eternal. It overcomes our past. It overcomes our present. It gives us hope for the future. The cross of Jesus has overcome it all. And resurrection has ran roughshod over eternity while something called COVID-19 has just done something to the world in the present moment. What we can emphatically declare from this Sunday going forward, from this moment in time going forward, that yeah, nothing will be the same. Nothing has remained the same. Everything will be different on the other side of this. But it doesn't have to be a bad thing. 
And that doesn't have to be a punctuation mark. You see, for the believer, for the Jesus follower, for the Christian, for you and me, yeah, yeah, everything has changed. Everything will be different. But for you and for me, how we choose to respond, how we choose to perceive this change will determine the victories that we experience on the other side of this. Come on, somebody. For you and me, the Jesus follower, we don't have to lay down for this thing. We don't have to run in fear from this thing. We don't have to hide from this thing. We don't have to, we don't have to be worried about what the world will look like on the other side of this because for you and me, we have Jesus who's gone before us. And that's more than just a figure of speech. He has lined it up for you and for me. We will have victory on the other side of this in Jesus' name. But it's all about what we do and how we perceive it in the midst of it and on the other side of this. So that's the idea behind this message series this morning. Nothing was the same. If you're taking notes, which I hope you are, the title of my message this Sunday is Washed. Washed. That's it. One word. W-A-S-H-E-D. Wasn't confident I was going to get through spelling that, to be honest with you. It was washed. Write that down. But tonight, or this morning, we are coming out of, going all the way back to our old 5 p.m. services tonight. This morning, we are coming out of Titus 3, 1 through 11. Now, hang with me. Hang with me. This is going to be really good. Probably a little bit challenging for some of us at, at first. But I promise there's good news. And I promise that wash is going to be a message that I hope changes your life from this moment forward. So check this out. Titus 3, 1 through 11. Remind them to be submissive to rulers and authorities, to be obedient and ready for every good work, to speak evil of no one, to avoid quarreling, be gentle, to show perfect courtesy towards all people. For we ourselves were once foolish, disobedient, led astray, slaves to various passions and pleasures, passing our days in malice and envy, and hated by others, and hating one another. Pause real quick. Oh, so what you saying, Paul, is I got to be perfect in courtesy to all people? To all people? I mean, I got to respect rulers and authorities in this world? You mean I got to respect the, the president? I got I to gotta be courtesy and love towards the governor? I got to have patience and peace towards people in authority? Our mayor? People like this? No, no, no. Do you, do you know what the president said, though? Oh, but you still want me to be peace and love and, and gentle to him, Paul. Okay, but what about that governor, though? She said this that one time. Do you remember? But I got to be peace and, and gentle towards her. Are you sure? Wait. Every authority? Are you sure? Because the president said, I shouldn't be tweeting this. I don't need to be quarreling on Facebook. Oh, so that's what you're saying, Paul? I don't need to be hot with the Twitter fingers. I don't know, need to be in someone's Instagram comments judging them and fighting and quarreling. And I don't need to be starting fights on Facebook and sending bad comments and messages and wishing death on people like a lot of Christians be doing these days. Oh, okay. Be kind and courteous, perfect courtesy towards all people because we once ourselves, we were once foolish. We were once led astray. We were once slaves to various passions and pleasures and passing days and malice and envy and hatred by others and hating one another. It's not a part of my message this morning, but in order to give complete context to what we will be preaching on and what we will be talking about, it does need to be said. I feel like right now we just need to run the gamut on this one. It needs to be declared right now. If you are a Jesus follower, this is how you and I are to behave in these days and how we are to love those who are in power, those who are above us, those who are in leadership. There is a way and there is a manner in which we are called to behave as Christians. And it can't be understated right now. But we will continue. Verse 4. 
But when the goodness and the loving kindness of God our Savior appeared and he saved us not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy by the washing and regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that being justified by his grace, we might become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. The saying is trustworthy. And I want you to insist on these things, Titus, so that those who believe in God may be careful to devote themselves to good works. These things are excellent and profitable, excellent and profitable, uh, profitable for people. Verse nine, avoid foolish controversies and genealogies and dissensions and quarrels about the law for they are unprofitable and worthlessness. They are unprofitable and they are worthless. Oh no, I, but Pastor, I'm just driving down to Lansing right now to get in my car, honk a bunch of horns, gridlock traffic, and shout obscenities and bad things and expletives at the uh, governor because it's my American right to a right and peaceful sit-in. I'm sorry. It is your right as an American to have a nice and peaceful sit-in and to protest as a day is long, but it is your call as a Christian to make sure that when you are doing those sit-ins, when you are protesting the things that you believe in, when you are doing these things, that we act in in a manner that is worthy of the cross that Jesus hung on, the sacrifice that he made. He has called us above that and we have more to give. And the people around us, they have more to receive. We can do better than that, church. Come on, we can give ourselves, our people, and our God a good offering and we can have a good and honest and great reputation for Jesus in this world today. Amen? Come on, somebody. Ain't none of this in my notes this morning, but it had to be said. We can't have a week that happens like this and just think that it's okay that we can claim the cross of Jesus and just be Christians who proceed to act like this. We can't. If we're going to have any hope, if we're going to have any hope of anybody in the middle of this and on the other side of this coming to know Jesus because of how we are acting, then they have got to see us under pressure. They got to see us in the fire and they got to see us being like Jesus. What's going to lead people to Jesus in the middle of this more? Our Twitter fingers? Our Facebook posts, our, our expletive-filled rants on Instagram. No, 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 no. Or is it going to be the loving prayers that we lift up? What we, how we intercede for them on their behalf. The people who are in fear, the people who are in worry, the people who have lost their jobs, how we come alongside them financially, how we put our money where our mouth is alongside them. What is going to lead somebody else to the Lord? That is what matters in this season. That is what we are called to be. That is what it means to be a Jesus follower. It's not about the rest of this. It's not about the rest of this. The cross is the great equalizer for all people. Jesus died for them like he died for you. We have all been guilty. We have all done things and we have all fallen short of the grace of God. That's you, me, Donald Trump, Governor Whitmer, and every single person in between. We have all fallen short of the glory of God. And right now, what our world needs is the body of Christ to rise up and to love all people. Be courtesy to all, courtesy to all people. This is what you and I were made for, perhaps. We are born for such a time as this because we are the Christians who are going to stand in the gap, be in the middle of the uncomfortable areas and speak truth to power in love and grace. Amen. Come on, right where you are. I know I probably just offended half of y'all, but it's okay because that's what the word of God does. It's a double-edged sword, but it doesn't return void and God is going to move on the inside of you. Some of us are going to change right off the bat this morning because this is what our God is all about, especially right now especially right now what kind of christian are you going to be a jesus following christian or one that uses christian as a political view what are you going to do because this is what you and i were made for here and now come on somebody to finish up that verse 
Verse 10, as for a person who stirs up division after warning him once and then twice, have nothing more to do with him, knowing that a person such as this is warped and sinful and he is self-condemned. I promise you there's good news on the other side of this. So let's pray. Title of this message series is, or title of this message this morning is called Washed. I want you to remember that. So we're going to pray. We're going to get into it. We're going to see what the Lord will do. Father God, we just thank you so much for this morning. We really do. God, we thank you so much for the season. We thank you that you are ever present in it. We know you are not the cause and effect of it, God, but you are the Christ in the midst of it. And we just thank you that you are ever present in our lives and you have not run and you have not hid and you are not scared of the big bad COVID-19 because you have a cross that speaks above it and bigger and more than it, God. So we thank you for that you are with us right here and right now, God. Begin to change us and shape us from the inside out. We don't want to leave here today, God, looking more like a Democrat or more like a Republican or more like whatever bipartisan term we want to use, God. We want to leave this morning looking more like your king, more like your son, more like your savior, your Christ Jesus. That's what we want to leave looking more like today. And Father God, we just give this over to you. Change us from the inside out, God. In Jesus' mighty name, a faith-filled church said, amen. Still with me, take over church? Come on. This is good news this morning. Washed. Now, I love this word washed. I find it kind of comical. I find it kind of comical. It's kind of funny, the word wash, because if you would look this word up in the Urban Dictionary. Now, before you go and actually search Urban Dictionary, please don't do it. As your pastor, there's no greater love than to lay down your life and your search engine for a friend. So I've already gone and done the research for you. You don't need to look up the word washed on Urban Dictionary. But for us, the reason I find that funny is because I think right now in the middle of quarantine, that's probably how a lot of us are feeling. The word washed, especially on there, it doesn't mean to be washed clean and, and all of those things. It means to be worn down. It means to be tired. It means to feel lethargic. It means to be over and sick of this thing. It means that we are just beaten down and broken down, that we are just washed to the max, that we are just over this season, over the situation. We are feeling good. We are healthy emotionally. We are just feeling lethargic and complacent, and we don't want to do nothing. And I feel like that's where a lot of people are at right now, is we just feel absolutely washed. Like, y'all remember plans? Y'all remember plans? The plans used to be something that we said. I got a plan. Wait, what are your plans for the day? This is a question that we asked. Plans were a thing. Do you remember that, plans? We used to be like, oh, it's Wednesday. You get up, feet hit the cold four. You are ready because you like, oh, it's Wednesday. I'm either going to life cruise or I'm going to team night. And it's going to be fire because Matt makes really good soup and has a really great word. And he and Adrian are the best pastors in the universe. Okay, remember we all said that. I know you said that. You sent me. You told me you said that. Remember you said that? We had plans. Some of us, we'd wake up on a Thursday and be like, oh, Thursday, yeah, we're going to B-dubs with the boys. All drums, no flats, son, hey, right? Some of us, we the ladies, Friday would hit, oh, call the girls, get them gassed up. We going out, we doing our girl tank, you know, we did that thing. Or if you're married and you have kids, Every other week you're switching off who's watching kids and somebody's, you know, you got one parent who's go or one family that's going out on Friday night and you're watching their kids and next week they're watching yours and you're doing this whole thing. Remember plans? Remember that? Now we don't really have plans. There was a time when we would say, hey, what are you getting into today? What are you up to tonight? And now we're asking, what are you going to do after this? <laughs> what are you going to do? What are you going to do in July? What do you, what do you think about September? What are you going to be doing? 
Now those are the questions we ask because right now a reality is for a lot of us, our lives look like wake up, coffee, kids, coffee, kids, work from home, kids, 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 more coffee, 11 o'clock at night, coffee, go to sleep, repeat. Some of us, we single, we don't have kids, we ain't married and we're waking up at 11 having coffee, playing some video games, maybe doing some yoga, maybe doing a little bit of exercise, probably not though, more video games, more coffee, bad food from Gordon Food Services like we, no, no offense to Gordon Food Services, we love you and if you want to sponsor Takeover Church, we can discuss that prayerfully. But here we are and this is what our, our life looks like, it's some weird variation of the same thing every single day. You see all the memes, but it's real, we're worried. The day, we don't know what day it is, we don't know what's going on. This is just how the world is operating and turning and spinning right now. We are waking up. We don't know what day it is. We only know that it ends in why. And for most of us, this repetitive season of nothingness, of stagnant, of not going anywhere, of no movement at all, of no hope for, for tomorrow, of no vision for what's going to take place, we are feeling washed. We are feeling run down. We are just over this season, as over it as we could possibly be. But that leads me to this piece of scripture because I don't believe that's how you and I are called to live. I don't believe that's how we're called to exist. I don't believe that's how we're called to thrive in this life, even in the midst of the pandemic, even in the midst of COVID-19. I don't believe that's God's best for our lives. And as Jesus followers, we have the right to access God's best for our lives. How incredible is that, church? Could you just sit and ruminate on that thought with me for a moment that you, you with all your jacked up, brokenness, screwed upness, everything that you got going on, you, because you follow Jesus, because you have bent the knee, because you made him Lord and Savior of your life. You and me, Matt's brokenness, Matt's issues, we got the right to access God's best for our life. That's insane. That's amazing. This is amazing, Grace Church. You should lift up a freaking noise for the King of Kings and Lord of Lords right where you are, because that is incredible. As Jesus followers, we have the right, no matter what your history has looked like, to access God's best for our lives. And speaking of washed, I'm not interested in living that kind of washed life. I'm not interested in living a life that is submitted to what can be taken away from me, ran down by the world, by what the world can take away from me, what the enemy can take away from me, what can be robbed from me. No, 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 church. I'm interested in a washed life that can only come from God. Now check this out where I want to land today on that scripture. It's verses 4 through 7, and Paul says this. He's writing to Titus in a church in Crete, and this is actually a church that Paul started. This is the context of all this, and he is writing to Timothy, and he says this. But when the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior appeared, he saved us, not because of works done by us in his righteousness, but according in our righteousness, but according to his own mercy by the washing, by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom he put poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ our Savior so that being justified by his grace we might become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. 
regeneration and renewal. We are washed by the Holy Spirit's renewal and regeneration. I didn't get into this Jesus following game. I didn't give up all of Matt's brilliant ideas and good ideas and the things that he thought he was excited about in life. I didn't bend a knee and give up my former ways just to be washed by the world, just to live and exist and get beat up and beat down by things that can be taken away from me in the temporal. No, 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 church. What we bent a knee for, what we gave it all up for, what we chose and repented and walked the other direction for is a washed life by the Holy Spirit, a regenerated life, a renewed life. If you didn't know it today, right where you are, regeneration and renewal, it is available to you and to yours and to your home right now, church. Come on, somebody. This is what's available to you and to me. No, 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 no. God did not give us the Holy Spirit just to sit idle, just to sit idle. Some of us, we treat the Holy Spirit like it's our conscience. We treat the Holy Spirit like it's just there to tell us when we're bad, what we're doing bad, and what we could potentially do bad next. And it's there to tattle on us. It's there to convict us. It's there. No, no, no. That's a small portion of the picture. First of all, Holy Spirit, ain't your conscience. You were made in the image of God. You already have the knowledge of good and evil. That's your conscience. The Holy Spirit is there not to just tell you what's wrong in your life, not just to point at, at fractures that still remain, that healing needs to take place. And No, no. The Holy Spirit is there so that you can live a renewed life to regenerate you. The Holy Spirit is there to renew and to restore and to rejuvenate and to regenerate the areas of your broken image that are still furthest from the image of God that he made you to be. Come on, somebody. This is good news for you this morning. Whatever your life looks like, whatever quarantine has looked like for you right now, the Holy Spirit, if you are a Jesus follower, you have got the Holy Spirit on the inside of you and he placed it on the inside of you. Not to shame you, not to condemn you. Our Bible says that there is no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. Come on, somebody. You were given the Holy Spirit to renew you and to regenerate all those broken and fractured areas on the inside of you. The Holy Spirit is there to regenerate the parts of you that are still furthest from the complete image of God that he's spoken to you in the moment of creation. The Holy Spirit was given to you to renew you and to regenerate you. Maybe right now, maybe right now you are feeling washed by the world. Maybe right now you are feeling just beat down and broken down and you feel like you cannot keep going in this pandemic like this. Friends, let me encourage you this morning. You are not called to live beat down to beat down, break down to break down. You are called to go from glory to glory, hope to hope, strength to strength. Come on, somebody. You have got the Holy Spirit on the inside of you and he is not there to sit idle by in your life. He is there to make much of your life, to make much of of your insights to bring those broken areas in the inside of you back to completion. There is a renewed life available to you right now. Come on, somebody. Devil, you can come at me with sickness. Devil, you can come at my world with sickness. You can come at my workplace with sickness. You can try and take these things away from me. Devil, you might have taken away my work from the world, but you can't take the Holy Spirit's work away from me. Come on, somebody, right where you are. This sickness, COVID-19, all the stuff that's going on, you might be able to take away my work, but you can't take away the Holy Spirit's work on the inside of me. Come on, somebody, right where you are. Make some noise for the King of Kings, what he did on that tomb. Come on, church. Holy Spirit, he's here to renew. He's here, he's here to regenerate. He's here to bring hope in the middle of this crisis, in the middle of this pandemic. And you have got him on the inside of you. Hope eternal, it says. 
But so many of us, we're wasting this time. We're wasting this pandemic. Right where I'm standing right now in my living room, I got this beautiful picture window right here. And so often as believers, we will stand at our picture window in our life and we will stare at it. We will look out at it and we will waste, we will waste countless hours of the day and days of our lives and weeks of the year. And we will look out this window for some sort of hope to fall from the sky, for some sort of hope to just appear in front of us, for some hope that we are going to make it through this thing, for some sort of hope that is going to bring a cure and an answer. But friends, the hope that you are looking for is not outside your picture window it is on the inside of you and it's not you it's the Holy Spirit for some of us we sit in front of our large plasma flat screens y'all remember when that was a big thing when plasma screens first came out that was funny oh I got the plasma screen I got a 24 inch plasma screen how good is that but we will stand in front of our TVs and we will flip through news channels and we're looking for some sort of update on this thing. We're looking for some sort of hope, some sort of vaccine, some sort of cure, some sort of warning right now, some sort of bell and whistle that will go off that tells us it's safe to go outside. Some will tell us it's okay to go back to work. We're looking for some sort of hope on the other side of this TV and we will waste so much time. But friends, your hope is not coming. Your hope is not coming through the TV. Your hope, it's never been in Fox News. It's never been in CNN. It's never been on any of these things. It's not some White House press briefing. Your hope has never been found on Capitol Hill. It has been found on the inside of you this entire time. And it's not your best ideas. It's not your best days. It's not your Enneagram. It's not your positive outlook. It's not your glass half full or glass half empty outlook on life. No, no, no. Friends, it's on the inside of you, but it has nothing to do with you your hope is the Holy Spirit come on right where you are you just need to make some noise for the Holy Spirit he is on the inside of you the personal Holy Spirit is with you and he is here and he has offered you renewal and regeneration we don't need to look to Capitol Hill for a renewed life yeah they're gonna tell us when it's safe to go out yeah they're gonna tell us some practical living things but that fear and that worry and that anxiety, that broken marriage, those things that you have going on that actually matter in this life, they can only be restored and they can only be regenerated and they can only be renewed through the Holy Spirit. Don't waste this season. That's not the thing that we wanted to have happen. Nobody wished for this. Nobody asked for this. But that doesn't mean that God can't make all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. He can. That's what his Bible says. That's what Paul wrote in the book of Romans. That's what God breathed in the scriptures, that you have a Holy Spirit on the inside of you. And in this time, he wants to restore and he wants to renew and he wants to regenerate the broken areas in your life. Maybe right now, maybe right now you've just got the world's Worst marriage. Maybe it's been bad. Maybe it was broken long before this pandemic came around. And maybe just being home and quarantined together has just exasperated it. It's just made it bigger. It's, it's put a magnifying glass on the issues and on the fault creases in your marriage right now. The Holy Spirit, He has made this available to you. He's made a renewed and a regenerated marriage available to you. But it's not going to start. It's not going to begin 
It's not going to begin looking out the picture window of life. It's not going to begin looking at Fox News and CNN for answers. No, 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 no. It's not going to look that. It's not going to. It's not going to work and be restored when you get to go back to work and you spend less time together. It just means you have less time to focus on the issues. No, no, no. It has to start. It has to begin. It can only be found. The hope for your marriage in this season is only found in the person of the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. Maybe you're a single person, and maybe you've been just dealing with. Sexual immorality, if we can be honest this morning, maybe it's, you've been struggling with sex. Maybe that's been a big determining factor in your life long before this quarantine has ever happened. And now quarantine is just making it act out in a little different ways. Maybe right now you're, you're sending people some things that you usually wouldn't send or it's becoming all-encompassing. It's all of your thoughts. It's everything that you can think of. The reason you are waiting for quarantine to be over is just so that you can quite honest and quite frankly this morning go out and get some. Maybe that's you. But God doesn't intend to leave you that way. God didn't intend for that to be what your life looked like. He doesn't intend for the sun and the moon to rise and to fall in your life with every waking moment being consumed by sex. He made sex. He made you to have sex, not for sex to have you. Come on, somebody, right now, right where you are, he can restore and he wants to regenerate. He wants to give you a renewed purity. He wants to give you a renewed sexuality. He wants to renew all of these things on the inside of you. There's not a 12-step program that's going to remove this from you. It's going to be the Holy Spirit on the inside of you that restores that part on the inside of you. This is what the season can be about for most of us. The Holy Spirit begins working and renewing everything that's broken and furthest from the image of God on the inside of us. Come on, somebody. This is good news right where you are. You know, for so many of us, I'll say for a lot of us, we're going through quarantine and we don't even want to be going through quarantine. We don't even want to be going through quarantine and be a Christian. We don't, we don't even want to be a Christian right now. We're alone, we're quarantined, we're by ourselves, and we just want to be able to leave this whole thing behind. We want to leave the standards behind. We want to leave the accountability behind. We would rather just be able to do our own thing right now, make our own decisions right now, and do what will feel good because it helped me feel like it's going to comfort us and get us through this thing. Friends, let me encourage you and tell you right now, the call of God is still there on your life. The standard of which it means to be a Christian is still there on your life. And let me tell you, the good news of that is, church, so many of us, we don't want to continue living out the call of God on our lives right now in this season. But because the call of God, the standard of God, the God dream over your life, because it remains in this season, the standard for the Christian life remains. But that also means that the promises for the Christian life remain. You see, they're not mutually exclusive because of your life. You could be quarantined alone right now. You could be quarantined all by yourself, just me, myself, and I. You could be alone right now. But because of what Jesus Christ did on the cross, because of the Holy Spirit on the inside of you, you're still the second man in that room. Oh, my Lord, come on, somebody. You could be quarantined all by yourself, but you are still coming in second. You are still number two. You are still the second man or second woman in that room right now with you. You have got the Holy Spirit on the inside of you, and because he is there, you can still live out this thing called the Christian life right now, even in the midst of quarantine. You see, when Paul was writing to 
when he was writing to Titus to his church in Crete. This is actually a church that Paul started, and he's writing to Timothy because he or to Titus rather because he passed this thing off to him, and he is instructing him how the church is to operate, how the church is to live, not the church, the organization, but church, the organism, the living church, the living people, the body of people, how they are called to live. And I didn't see an asterisk next to that at all. So many of us right now for the Christian, we're looking for an asterisk in our faith, an asterisk in the standard of how we're supposed to conduct ourselves, an asterisk of how the language that comes out of our mouth, what we choose to use. We're looking for an asterisk right now. Yeah, there's a pandemic. So, and our president's failing us this way and our governor's failing this way. And the Democrats are saying this and the Republicans are saying this. My mom is saying this. And we just want, we feel like we have the right to let the words out of our mouth flow in any which way direction. And we are found with spitting bullets all over the place. But that's not what we're called to. That's not what Jesus laid down his life for. That's not the life that he made you available to be able to live. Come on, church. The standard for the Christian life remains the same, but that means that the promises of God remain the same all the more, church. And the reason this is good news, I don't bring this up to condemn you. No, no, no. I bring this up because our God, our Holy Spirit on the inside of us, He's able to renew our convictions right now, right where we stand, right where we sit. We can be all alone right now. He is able to renew our convictions. And the reason this is good news, the reason this is good news is because for you and for me as Jesus followers, God has called us higher. He's called us to live different. He's called us to be peculiar people. If we're reacting and living the same way a non-believer is in the middle of quarantine, we might need to have a little bit of a soul check, a little bit of a coming to Jesus moment. We might need to sit down with the Holy Spirit and be like, I'm reacting with anxiety and fear and all these things like everybody else who doesn't have a Savior. What's going on, Holy Spirit? What do we need to regenerate? What have I allowed to be broken down in my life? What has been stolen from me and robbed from me? What do we need to renew? Because it's It's available, church. The Holy Spirit is available to you and to me right where we are. Come on, church, right now where you are. You are the second man in that room, and that's the best news all day. Some of us, we've been living a life, and we're like, you know, I've been tithing, and I've been serving. Shoot, I've been getting to church at 8.30 every single morning. 8.30 on a Sunday to tear down and to set up and do these things. But Jesus, when am I going to get mine? When are you going to come through on your side of this bargain? I thought you were supposed to make my life better. I've been serving. I've been giving. I've been tithing. I've been opening up my home to people. And all of a sudden, a pandemic hits? And now I can't even work? Where are you at, Jesus? What are you doing, Jesus? When am I going to get my side of the relationship, Jesus? And friends, I got to tell you this right now. Jesus Christ has already done it all. He's made it all available to us in the person of the Holy Spirit. Now, when he went to the cross in the empty tomb of Jesus happened, Jesus, if he never did another thing in your life, what he did on the cross, he already done it all. You got to know it right now, whether he ever does another thing or shows up and shows off, which we know he will, by the way, because he does not forsake us. God is not a liar that he shall run. That's what our Bible says. But even if he never did another thing, if he chose to remain silent, if God saw it best to never intervene in human history again, believe me, with the person of Jesus Christ, he has already done it all. This is the best news, church. Because when we're sitting there and we're complaining and we're saying, where are you, God? And we don't want to live this Christian life anymore. We feel like he's not keeping up his end of the deal anymore. Friends, let me, uh, let me break this down for you. 
God would never ask you to be more faithful to his word than he is to his word. Flat out. Let me say that one more time for the people half awake right now. I don't know how you can be because I'm screaming my head off in my living room through your computer speakers, okay? Our God is more faithful to his word than he would ever ask you to be. He would never ask you to be more faithful to his word than he is to his word. This is good news, church, because he would never ever ask you to live a life that he has not empowered you to live. He would never ask you to meet a standard that he has never empowered you to live. He would never ask you to give up things in your life that he would never empower you to give up. He has empowered you. You have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. And you can live a Holy Spirit, God-fearing, God-living, blood so wash Bible believe in life come on church you can do it because you got the Holy Spirit on the inside of you when Paul was writing to Titus and he was saying this is how we are to live he's saying yeah we're called to be Holy Spirit driven people we're called to follow the Word of God over our lives we're called to be hearers of the word and doers of the word not just the words that we like and not just the words that match the issues that we only have hang-ups with but every single part of the word we are called to live by. We are called to steward our lives by. We are called to worship by. We are called to pray by, to intercede by, to plead the blood of Jesus over other people's lives, to be a brother and a sister and a friend and a pastor and a leader. All of these areas in our lives, we are called to live our lives by the word of God, which is what Paul is preaching to Titus, to his church in Crete. This is the entire big picture is that we are called and we are enabled to live out the call of God on our lives. And again, there's no asterisk next to it. If there was ever an asterisk in the word of God that prefaced that only live this life if and when these are the set of circumstances, there is no asterisk next to a pandemic. There is no asterisk next to COVID-19. There's no asterisk next to uh, adultery or next to sin or to next to anything else you may experience in this life. Job loss, all these other things that really suck that are going on. There is no asterisk next to it because if there was ever an asterisk in the Bible, the asterisk would have been the stone that was rolled in front of the tomb of Jesus that said it's done. He's not coming back. Maybe he wasn't what we thought he was. Maybe he couldn't do what we thought he could do. Maybe it was never intended to be all that we thought it could be. No, 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 friends, that asterisk, that tomb, that stone, all of that was rolled away. The asterisk was removed. There is no asterisk on this thing. And because there's no asterisk to this thing, we can actually live out what God has called for us to do. And because he's called us to live a God call on our life, a God dream on our life, because he's called us, that means all of his promises are available to us again he would never call you to live a life that he would not enable you to live the promises of god our bible says all your promises are yes and amen come on church he has made every single promise available to you and that regeneration and that renewing man that continues on right here and the person of the holy spirit on the inside of you Stone wasn't rolled away. Jesus didn't just beat hell, sin, to get the grave and for it all to be done and end there. No, 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 no. He said, it's better that I go that the Holy Spirit may come. Greater works will you do. Greater faith in the pandemic will you have. Greater moves of God will you experience. Greater miracles and feeding 5,000 people will you do in your life. Greater works have yet to come. Greater things are still to be done. Come on, church. Right now, the Holy Spirit, He is on the inside of you. And he is ready. He is willing. 
And he wants to regenerate and renew every broken area of your life and any area you've taken a step back in. He wants to renew. And he wants to push you back forward. And he wants to regenerate all of those areas in your life. And then what's Paul say after this? Paul says, Paul says that Jesus, he poured this out richly on us. Talking about, Jesus, when are you going to do your side of this thing? When are you going to bless me? When am I going to get my income come back up? When am my health going to be right? When are all these things going to come back? Jesus, when are you going to do these things? When is my marriage going to be perfected? God, when are you going to begin to actually move in my life? No, 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 no. Paul declares emphatically right here. He forcefully lays down the gauntlet right now. The charge is complete in this moment. He says, Jesus, he poured out his Holy Spirit richly upon us, lavishly upon us. He spared no expense. He paid it with his life, with his broken body and his poured out blood. He spared nothing. He didn't give you just a taste of the Holy Spirit. He didn't just give you a flare of the Holy Spirit. He didn't put a spare donut tire on your Holy Spirit car for you to limp through this life on and just get by on. No, 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 no. You didn't just get a whiff of God. You've got all of God. You've got all of the Holy Spirit. He has given you all of it on the inside of you so you have God, all of God's promises available to you in abundance. He has poured it out on you richly. You feel like you're lacking something. You ain't lacking nothing. You feel like you're going without something. You ain't going out with nothing. You have got the God of the universe on your side, on the inside of you, and he is regenerating you, and he is renewing you, and he is pushing you forward in this life. Come on, somebody. What's that last piece of scripture say? so that we can be justified by his grace. We might become heirs, heirs to the hope of eternal life. So maybe right now you're feeling washed. Maybe you just feel washed. Maybe you are the most W-A-S-H-E-D human being of all time. Maybe you feel like you don't thrive at all. You just exist in a perpetual state of broken, of breakdown. Maybe you've been so anxiety ridden. Maybe you got more questions than you do answers right now. Maybe you are just proclaiming on the other side of your computer screen right now, Matt, this is me. I am so washed. I am so broken down. I am so full of fear. I react just like every other person does. I don't know what happened. I don't know when this started. I can't trace back my steps far enough to, to learn to when I got off this solid road with Jesus and I got onto rocky ridges and broken bridges with Jesus. I don't know when I came across this. I don't know when it was, I don't know when the porn seeped in. I don't know when the gambling seeped in. I don't know when I began having more drinks than I could handle. I don't know when I began to place my peace in a bottle. I don't know when she, when she became my satisfaction. 
But somehow I ended up in this place and somehow I began to put stock in all the wrong things. And somehow I am just feeling washed. I feel like I am up against the rocks. I am just not able to get by. I just keep getting pushed and rocked up against the raging rivers of this life. And I don't know how to handle this. And I don't know how to fight back. And I don't know how to get back. I don't know how to get back. If that's where you're feeling. Maybe you feel trapped right now. Maybe you feel trapped in a marriage. Maybe you feel trapped in a home. Maybe you, maybe you feel trapped with kids. Maybe your job was taken from you for a season and you're feeling trapped in debt. And if that's the case, God, my heart absolutely breaks for you. But take over churches with you in it. If there's anything that we can do, we, we want to do it. Reach out. But if you are just feeling absolutely washed right now by this world, it's time that you begin to be washed by something that can't be taken from you. It's time that you begin being washed by something that can't be robbed from you. It's time that you begin being washed by something that you can't manufacture on your own. It's time that you begin being washed by something that your good looks and your charm and your wittiness can't get you through. It's time that you start believing hope against hope. We don't go beat down to beat down. We go hope against hope. We don't live casualty to casualty, robbery to robbery. No, 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 friends. As Jesus followers, we live hope to hope. Hope against hope for an eternal life. Funny thing about eternity, though. We have this idea that eternity starts when we begin a relationship with Jesus. And it doesn't. Eternity has always been. That's why it's called eternal. But when we come to meet Jesus, we just get to determine how we're going to exist and how we're going to move and the victories that we're going to have in the midst of it. You see the Holy Spirit in the middle of eternity. In the middle of this thing that just keeps going forward, keeps moving on. The Holy Spirit, He's able to step into the middle, into the mess of the eternal. And He's able to rescue you from your past. He can make much of that still. He can use the dumb and broken things that we've done, all the injustices that have happened to us. He can begin to use those to bring comfort to others because you will begin to have a testimony in your life that says, look what God did. Look what areas the Holy Spirit healed me from. Look what he rescued me out of. And Holy Spirit being present in the midst of our eternal means that he can step into our present into right here, right now, in the middle of pandemic, in the middle of the quarantine. He can step in right now. He could be the peace beyond all understanding. He could be the stability that you've been looking for. And he can begin to renew and rejuvenate these broken areas in our lives. And it means that he can step into the middle of eternal, in the middle of eternity. And he can look at the road ahead and he can secure your future. Just because nothing was the same and nothing is going to be the same doesn't mean that your future is forfeited or your future is not secure. With the Holy Spirit on the inside of you, your future is always secure. And he will always make all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord. Pandemic, quarantine, 
right now it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be a death sentence for you to to fall back into old patterns and old behaviors quarantine doesn't have to be a moment in your life quarantine doesn't have to be meaning that you fall back into some things it doesn't mean that you have to fall apart in the middle of it doesn't mean that you have to exist in a perpetual state of being broken down no you have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you that means that right now in the midst of all of this you have the right to hold on to hope you have the right to hope against hope you don't even have to hope against quarantine. You don't have to hope against sickness. You don't have to hope against what this life looks like right now. You get to hope against hope. So right now, what I'd like to do is just take the next few moments and we're going to go back into a, a part of a song with the amazing worship team here. And I just want us to spend some time in prayer. Because right now, whether you knew it or not, you are the second man, the second woman, the second person in your life and in that room and right where you are. You are number two because number one is higher. Number one has it together. Number one has hope for you, has a plan for you, and can rejuvenate you and can regenerate you and can renew your life and restore anything the enemy has tried to rob from you, restore anything quarantine has tried to rob from you, any peace, any 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 tranquility, any stability, any security that you have forfeited in the season, the Holy Spirit. He can renew that. You can have a renewed life right now because he is with you. So just like how the, how Jesus blew on the eyes of his disciples and gave them the Holy Spirit, just like how the Holy Spirit fell in the upper room in the book of Acts in the early church, and just like how the Holy Spirit fell on Paul and encountered him and put scales on his eyes and changed his entire life, the Holy Spirit can begin to renew, regenerate you right now. So what I'd like to do is simply this. Right, right, right where you are, right with the people around you, family, friends, whomever you're gathered with this morning. I would like to pray the Holy Spirit over you. For some of us, I'd like to baptize you in the Holy Spirit. I'd like to see the Holy Spirit begin to move this Sunday and every day forward in your life. In a more real, in a more in charge kind of way. Seeing the Holy Spirit do what he is called to do. Not be idle, but to be alive and active. He's called to transform your life. He's called to take over your life. He's called to regenerate and renew your life. And that can start right now. So with every head bowed and eye closed right where you are. If you didn't know about this, Jesus... If you know about the Jesus who went to the cross for you, this is your moment to begin that relationship with him. Right now, if you're just kind of trying to figure this whole thing out, and you want to start that relationship with Jesus for the first time, or the first time in a long time, or for the first legitimate time, this is you. Right now, it's a bend the knee moment and say, God, you are more efficient at running my life than I am. So repeat this prayer after me. Jesus, I give you my life. All that that comes with. Every bag of baggage that I have, every wrong my name is associated with, every good thing I've ever done, 
what my past has looked like, what my life looks right now, and what my future will be. I hand it all over to you in this moment. I'm trusting in this moment that you can begin to make much of my life through the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, and for the rest of us, again, everybody's heads are bowed, everybody's eyes are closed. Let's just give everybody privacy. If you just gave your life to the Lord, you've been following the Lord for a long time, I just want to pray the Holy Spirit all over your life right now. I want to pay, I want to pray renewed marriages, renewed income, regenerated bodies, regenerated hearts, a soul to be in good condition for the race ahead of it, all of it. Get your hopes up right now because the Holy Spirit is coming to you in this moment. Holy Spirit, we invite you into this church, this organism. This body that's tuning in right now, God, our heads are down, our eyes are closed, and we are waiting for a move of the Holy Spirit. Sweep through our living rooms, sweep through our dining rooms, sweep through our bedrooms, wherever we're at right now, we're tuning in. Sweep through this place, God. We want to see the Holy Spirit more alive and more active doing more in our lives than we ever thought he could. Right now, we, we unleash the Holy Spirit. We take parameters off of you. We don't, we don't just hold back areas from you anymore, which you're allowed to be in and be a part of. No, no, no. Every decision, Holy Spirit, you're a part of it. Every broken area, we reveal it to you. You're a part of it. Every single thing in our lives that God has not yet redeemed, that's not yet restored to the image that was broken in the beginning. Holy Spirit, we give you unlimited access to every area of our lives right now, knowing that you can renew that you can regenerate and more than that that you were poured out richly to do so when you poured out richly you were poured out fully which means that you cover emphatically which means that you fulfill everything from this moment forward holy spirit we are fully yours and we give you every area of our lives in Jesus' mighty name, Holy Spirit, begin to move like you never have in my life before. Come on, in Jesus' mighty name, amen. Come on, church. Let's make some noise for those of us that just came home to the Lord for the kingdom of God through Jesus Christ right now for the first time or the first time in a long time. Welcome home to you. And if you just received the Holy Spirit for the first time, if he just felt fresh on you in a new way, or you just started this life all right now, what I want to invite you to do is to head over to takeovergr.com. And this is not a plug. There's a connect part that you can just fill out your name and an email and a number and let us know. Let us know what God is doing in your life right now. What he started in you this Sunday. What he began regenerating in you right now. The renewed life and sense of purpose that you have in the midst of quarantine. Right now, let us know so we can be standing with you, praying with you, and walking alongside you in this life. We love you so much, church. We hope that you were having an incredible, incredible rest of your Sunday. So let's take this moment. Let's dip back into everything that God has said, what he's done in this moment. Let's stand on his word. And let's go back into a moment of worship, just reflecting on all that he's done, praising him for who he is, and the fact that our best lives are still ahead of us. Come on, church, in Jesus' name. We love you guys. Have a great rest of your Sunday. Takeover Church is for you. God is with you. And we're going to see you guys real, real soon. We love you guys.